This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for inspiration and transformation as we try and keep it together while parenting our tweens and teens. This is real work, people. And when we can focus on our own growth and nurturing the connection with our kids, we can move through the turbulence in a way that allows for relationships to remain intact. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am your fearless host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, space holder coach, and the adolescent lead at Sproutable. I am also the mama to a 20-year-old daughter and 17-year-old son walking right beside you on this path of raising our kids with positive discipline and conscious parenting. This show is meant to be a resource to you, and I work really hard to keep it real, transparent, and authentic so that you feel seen and supported. Today is an interview and I have no doubt that what you hear will be useful to you. Please don't forget, sharing truly is caring. If you love today's show, please pass the link around, snap a screenshot, post it on your socials or text it to your friends. Together, we can make an even bigger impact on families all around the globe. I'm so glad that you're here. Enjoy the show. listeners, welcome back to the pod. My guest today is Holly Swenson. Holly is a mother to four boys, a wellness blogger, perpetual student of life, and the author of Stop, Drop, Grow, and Glow, a book steeped in conscious parenting and infused with joy, intention, and wellness. She says about her book, this book is truly a companion for child rearing, and it will provide you tools and insights on how to infuse consciousness into your everyday, help you make deeper connections with yourself and your family, and will teach you how important it is not to lose you in the process of raising your children. That is so in alignment with what we talk about over here in Joyful Courage Land, Holly. You are also a registered nurse and a yoga instructor. Am I right on those things? I am a 200-hour teacher training certified for yoga. So I've done yoga for years and um, I don't teach it. You could if you wanted to. I could. Yeah, I could if I wanted to. Exactly. (laughs) Got it. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show, Holly. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. How have you found yourself where you are right now doing the work that you do? What's your story? 
Sure. So I am a mother to four sons who just continue to teach me more and more every day, as any parent will tell you. And I really felt a deep calling to start writing a book last year. And I really have had to learn a lot, right? I'm continuing to learn. But for me, I really felt the need to sit down and start putting, you know, pen to paper and start creating a framework to help parents step into more alignment with who they are, who they want to be, and to really raise the bar for bringing more grace, intentionality, and joy to the process of parenting. And for me, I've had to really learn these things along, you know, it's really a lived experience. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to start to put that into a book for other parents to help their journey. How old are your boys? Our youngest is nine. We have one that's 12 and we have twins that are 13. Oh yeah. Welcome to adolescence. For real. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I totally resonate with that. And even just the book writing process is such a growth journey. I know that for myself as well. What was surprising to you as you worked towards putting pen to paper and really trying to capture what it is that you wanted listeners to take away? Did anything surprising come up for you? Well, you know, I think for me, what I found surprising is that my journey was that when I had something to write, the words and the thoughts and everything I wanted to share were right there waiting for me. Mm -hmm. And so I found that to be a really powerful experience. And it helped me to know that I was in the right place at the right time with doing the work that I'm doing. You know, again, like I said, it just felt like a calling. And so it was just kind of waiting for me to activate it. Yeah. And we hear the term wellness a lot. It's kind of a broad stroke phrase. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you And what is the relationship that you see between wellness and parenting? So, you know, I think wellness can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. For me, it means, you know, learning to tend to myself on a daily basis. And so I'm a fan of meditation. So I try to make time to sit every day, even if it's five minutes or Mm -hmm. two minutes or whatever I can fit in. I also believe it, you know, encompasses your diet, your exercise, your sleep. I also talk about, you know, this combination of really honoring your mind, your body, your spirit, and your environment. And so Mm -hmm. I really take a more holistic approach to my wellness. And I think you have to kind of tend to all of those realms to really hit a more maximal, you know, place in life. And so I think, you know, you might be really good at tending to, you know, your mind and your body, but if you aren't tending to, you know, this whole spectrum, maybe you're leaving part of your wellness out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I just think taking a holistic approach to wellness and to mindfulness can really support you at a higher level. Yeah. And I'm thinking about you as a mother of four. I'm thinking about listeners. I'm thinking about all the things that come up throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the years. And it feels kind of overwhelming actually to think about like all the different places on the spectrum that you just mentioned. Does your book talk about how to integrate wellness into what can feel, or maybe it's a mindset shift, right? Maybe it's a reframe around how we're spending our time and how we're spending our days, but it can feel like I'm even in the stretch of it right now as I prepare to leave town next week and I've got client calls and I know I want to go to the gym and I know I want to get my freaking steps in. (laughs) No, I'm going to take that back. (laughs) It's not a grumpy thing. It's a great thing. I'm really enjoying moving my body. I'm really enjoying feeding myself well. And when 
priorities or time with my kids or like it's the first thing that gets squeezed out, isn't it? Or it can be. It is Absolutely. Yeah. I think self-care is really something that's lacking. And I think it's something that we've almost framed as being self-indulgent in some ways. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a guilt associated with that, which I think is unfortunate because I've really learned that when I practice self-care, I can really show up for my husband, my children in a way that's more grounded and, you know, it's healthier. I feel more nourished. So I'm able to be more nourishing to them, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So help us with the integration when it feels, yes. I mean, it's not even so much a selfish, like I'm just speaking from my own experience of literally today, which it doesn't feel so much selfish as much as it feels like there's other things on the list. And I say that and I acknowledge, like I did get up early. I did have my morning sit down and, you know, there are things that are definitely cemented into my daily practice. And as I'm working to reintegrate movement into my life as someone who spends a lot of time at a computer, you know, I'm finding a need for a reframe around, nope, this is something that I do. Where can I fit it in? Do you talk about that in your book? So I don't know if I address that specifically, you know, but I think like I talk about organization, right? So it might be prioritizing what feels really important to you. Mm. And so for me, I'm like, I like to make lists or, you know, prioritize like what I'm doing for the day. And so that could be a really great way to schedule that in for yourself. And so maybe look at what your priorities are, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe you do it once a week, or maybe you like doing it on a daily basis, but then you are carving time out specifically for those things that nourish you Mm -hmm. and help you show up, you know, in a stronger and healthier and more grounded way. Yeah. Again, I think everyone does it slightly differently. So I think you have to find what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And talk a little bit about how your book encourages parents. Like what is the structure of the book and how does it encourage people to take a deeper dive into their, you know, personal wellness journey? Sure. Great question. So, you know, my framework, you know, is in the title, Stop, Drop, Grow, and Glow. And they work together. And so, you know, I say like, you know, you don't want to like jump in and start it, you know, grow, right? So I think, you know, my framework, it's really about assessing where you are to date and doing, you know, a personal check-in on how you're doing as a parent, how you're doing as an individual and, you know, what's going well in your life and maybe what's not going well and taking stock of those dynamics, even doing some reflection because I really believe in reflection, especially as a parent. And that's something I've woven into each chapter as well is those reflection points so that it gets you to stop and not just read the book, but also then, you know, kind of turn the mirror around and look at yourself and like, how is this showing for me and how does it apply? Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. 
When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. And then the second stop is drop. Mm-hmm. And drop is really, you know, working to drop any trauma, drama, or like personal lived experiences in your life that are really keeping you from stepping into, you know, living your best life and showing up fully, right? Because I think when you're maybe attached or you're stuck in these places that, you know, you're thinking about this, or you're thinking about that, or it's really keeping you from bringing your whole self to the table. So I think there's... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's so much connection too between the stop and the drop, right? Because if we're yes. not pausing and assessing and reflecting and noticing how we are in response to what's mm-hmm. unfolding, then we might not even be aware. And I feel like, and I'd love to hear from you. I mean, it's like the lifelong work of dropping the conditioning and the baggage, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah. No, this doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm over that now. And then a new person or a new challenge or a new era of parenting comes up and it's like, oh, I have not dropped that. Right. So I'm sure that in your work, like that's, you know, I just want to make sure listeners are hearing, like it's not, you know, drop and done. Right. That's but right. I think that practice of reflection is so important. I'm a journaler myself, so I can reflect the hell out of things. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get it out. You gotta move it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, so stop, drop, you know, and in the stop, like becoming ever more aware of what there is to drop. And then where do we go? 
And then we go to grow. Okay. And so grow is really about learning how to expand your awareness as a parent and lean on habits that will support you and nourish you on a deeper level. And so, you know, to give you some examples of what that looks like, mindfulness practices, you know, so I talked about meditation. That's something that's really a grounding cord for me. Sleep. I'm a really big supporter of sleep, both for you and for your children. Yeah. It's such an important part of your wellness. Eating clean and whole foods, you know, is another component of that. I think a lot of folks aren't able to get quality foods that really support them and make them feel good on every mm-hmm. level. And I think it should be a priority for your health and wellness. Mm-hmm. You know, I also talk about maybe reducing or eliminating substance from your life if that's something that feels like an area of improvement. Mm-hmm. And that feels different to everybody, just so that you can show up in a cleaner state. Yeah. Because when you're a parent, you have to be on all the time. And yeah. so, I just believe in really operating from the highest level is just going to help you feel better in your body and give your kids a cleaner, more refreshed parent, you know, yeah. to interact with. So those are a couple of touchstones of what grow looks like. Well, first I'm thinking, you know, I recognize the privilege that I have to drive into town and have multiple options for really good food, you know, and that really is a privilege, Right. And that not everybody lives in a place which is heart-wrenching and not right. And not everybody lives somewhere where it's easy to get access to clean foods. And as I listen to you, I'm also wanting to say to listeners like, and you get to do the best you can, you know, you get to do the best you can. I love what you said about sleep. My gosh, sleep is a very hot topic right now in my house and not even with my kids, but with another member of the household who will not be named (laughs) and myself. It is so interesting to notice how different I feel when I get that full eight plus hours of sleep. I think there's this like badge of honor that sometimes adults can be like, I don't need that much sleep. And, you know, uh, the science says different. The science says Mm -hmm. you do need that much sleep. You do need to rest and it allows your brain to integrate. And then it allows your brain to be open to new information the next day because you've taken that rest. So I love the sleep. And I also love thinking about who it is we're offering up to our kids, like the idea of being clean or being as real as we can be, right? Without all the added like layers that can show up when we're tired, right? When we're, you know, jonesing for some more caffeine or nicotine, or we've had a couple glasses of wine or you know, I live in Washington state. So there's lots of, you know, people that use marijuana as well. And we all get to make our choices while also sitting with and reflecting on who am I offering up for my kid when they need me, right? Or who am I offering up to my kid as I'm passing them in the hallway or sitting down to dinner with them. And so I really appreciate the invitation to take stock and make some decisions based on what it is that you notice after you've had an opportunity to kind of reflect on where you're at and what you need and how you're showing up. So love it. Love it. All right. (laughs) Step number four. All right. Step number four is glow, right? So glow is really taking what you learned from my framework and then starting to put it into practice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for yourself, for your family, for the world, because I think it extends beyond your home, right? Like what you're practicing at home really matters, but then you are taking that out into the world too. And so 
it really can just magnify if you allow it, right? So you're in charge of what you're bringing to the table and then what you're sharing. And the other, you know, piece I want to mention too is just, you know, again, the importance for daily self-care because that really is going to mm-hmm. help you glow, right? That's going to help you maintain. And I just, I cannot drive that home enough that it's not like, you know, in my book, I talk about like, you know, getting a massage every six months is great, but that's not a good marker of self-care, right? I Mm -hmm. really believe in taking time on a daily basis, you know, and then I also in this glow section, talk about the importance of keep dreaming as a parent. I think it can be easy to, you know, put everyone else's needs ahead of your own, but I think it's really important to also nourish that part of you that creativity, the dreamer that really has goals and aspirations. And I think that's a tremendous way to keep that glow evident for others to see. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is reminders. So one of my favorite ways to remember to glow is I have reminders in my home. So it can be a piece of art. It can be a quote on your fridge. It can be a bracelet you put on or something that means something for you to help you remember your consciousness and your intention for really being the best person you can be. And as a parent, I think sometimes you need more reminders rather than other points in your life where maybe you aren't being asked as much of. So I love this idea of reminders and it's something that I use. I love that too. My husband's like, you need to stop (laughs) buying things that are like inspirational quotes. But they help. They They help, help. don't they? Yes. I'm like, do you want to have a bitchy wife or do you want to have a centered (laughs) wife? Like back off, buddy. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And I just want to drive home that you can find your radiance and your luminosity as a parent, Mm. you know, and that it is attainable. You don't have to be stressed out, burnt out, you know, operating like a maniac. You can really slow down and get more intentional in your life. And really, you can glow as a parent, even if it doesn't feel possible. You take these small steps and you start making small shifts. They add up. Yeah. And I feel like the glow shows up in the relating between ourselves and our kids, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm taking care of myself and now there are no challenges. Instead, it's like, wow, that was a doozy today. And God, I feel good about how I showed up. Right. Right. I feel really good about how I showed up and I'm listening to you and I'm, of course, you're speaking my language. Love it. (laughs) And also conscious of how, you know, I do have listeners who are men. Hi, guys. (laughs) I see you out there. I know you're out there. And it's so interesting to me. And it's not fully on the gender line, right? There's some flow here, but I feel like women tend to move towards these practices and the self-care, the way that you're describing it, so much more willingly than the men. And maybe there's a conversation just around how we see our roles as men and women, provider versus nurturer. So it makes sense that we nurture ourselves to be able to nurture others. How do you invite men into, and is this something you thought about as you were writing your book, into the work that you're doing? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I really want my work to feel accessible to anyone, you know, to moms, to dads, to, you know, grandparents. I've even had people read it and, you know, and say this really resonates their grandparents. So absolutely. I want men to be part of the dialogue. And I think, you know, wellness is something that should be important to everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone should be left out of that conversation. 
And men might find different ways to tend to themselves. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, each person finds their own way to fill their cup. And so yeah. again, I think it doesn't matter what your go-to is, just that you make a go-to Yeah. so that you can take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, and so for men, if that's getting outside or hitting the gym or, you know, maybe you love to read or, you know, maybe you like yoga. I do a lot of yoga. So, and I see a lot of men in the yoga studio. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's something that does resonate for men too. But again, it can be so different for each person, but absolutely wellness should be something that should be accessed by everybody every day. Yeah. You know, if you are a man who's listening and you're like, uh, Casey, I'm totally into this. What are you talking yeah. about? I see you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not all men, but that is something that, you know, in the clients that I work with, in the men in my life, like I am not seeing the same kind of, and maybe as our couples counselor will say, well, it doesn't have to look the way you think it should look, Casey. It can look a lot of different ways. So I really appreciate that you shared that. And as someone who works with families who have teenagers, things get really real during the teen years. And you know, they get real no matter how well you're taking care of yourself. Teen brain development, there's no bypassing teen brain development and the fact that they're on their own individual journey. And it's so easy. I know this from my own personal experience and the experience of the people I work with. It's so easy to get lost in the challenges that are coming up. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. What are some tips? Because like I mentioned in the bio, that piece around not losing you inside of our role as parent or caregiver. What are some tips that you have for parents who are struggling with losing themselves just in the worry of what's happening with their kids? You know, I talk about reaction versus response 
mm-hmm. in my book. And, you know, I think when you're hitting some of these tougher stages in life, you know, maybe your kids are acting out or they're calling you names or they're saying things that hurt or, you know, they're just not listening to boundaries that you've put in place. I think you need to learn how to center your energy and not get pulled into their energy. So mm-hmm. if your child's having, you know, a meltdown tantrum or saying things that are really hurtful or just not following your protocol, I think first you need to pause before you speak, especially if it's, you know, in a heightened situation. So take that second, four seconds, five seconds before you even open your mouth mm-hmm. to just take a deep breath because breathing makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think so many people operate from this place of reaction. So your kid's yelling at you and then you instinctively maybe yell back because, wow, this hurts and I don't like where this is going. And, you know, you kind of give it right back to them. And that's an instinctual drive. And that's kind of what's helping you survive. But those instincts aren't always the most helpful. And, you know, maybe you feel badly afterwards because, Mm -hmm. wow, I really didn't find my kind words or I couldn't show up the way I know I want to show up because you kind of get pulled into their storm, right? And so I think learning to pause and center your energy, no matter what's going on around you and holding space for them in a way that's not reactionary can make a huge difference in any situation you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. So responding with care, and even if it's hard, just trying to hold your own in a way that's a lot more intentional. Yeah. You know, as I listen to you and I think to myself about like how, even in my own practice, right? Like there's what we know in our head (laughs) and then there's the moment of willingness or unwillingness to practice what we know is useful. And I'm wondering, I'm like thinking about what are the baby steps that you take, right? When you've got a kiddo showing up, however they're showing up, right? Or sharing some really hard information, you know, or you find out some not so great information and that, you know, like for me, it's this energetic, right? Mm. Heat and tension in my body and like really like my face kind of gets tight. There's some micro steps because I think there's a lot of people and myself included who, you know, find the pause, calm down, right? Wait before you speak. And even in my own practice where I'm like, oh man, I am so triggered. I find the pause. I walk into my room. I sit on my bed. I'm breathing while simultaneously thinking to myself, screw this guy. (laughs) I am so (laughs) pissed right now. And it's so interesting how, you know, sometimes the talking off the ledge is, yeah, when, when we walk away, right? And don't come unglued. But then even in that moment of like, okay, I've walked away and now I'm breathing and I just can't get out of this anger or this sadness or this disappointment. Do you have any tips or things that you do or you use to help you like get to that center that you're talking about? Because it's hard sometimes. It's super hard. Yeah. I want to say one thing before I forget. I also believe in the power of apology. And so, you know, if you can't find your words in a way that feel helpful, and you've misspoken or you've stepped into a space that you know isn't how you want to show up, I believe the power of apology is tremendous. Oh, yeah. And so going to that place of just saying, you know what, I'm really sorry. Cleaning it up. I know better, but you got to make amends. Yeah. And to go back to, you know, the micro adjustments of when you're in that space, I think that's a really good question. And You know, I don't know if I have real specifics for that, but I think again, like I just go back to that, like if you're feeling really angry or you're feeling really sad to allow yourself to feel those feelings Mm -hmm. and not try to like push them away. So let them 
like simmer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I think if you just try to work through them, it's not really helping you. You got to feel those feelings because you're there for a reason. Yeah. And maybe just let them settle. I mean, really yeah. allow yourself to be with them. And then when you have calmed down, yeah. then you reapproach whatever is in front of you in yeah. a state that's a little more balanced. Yeah. And it's just so interesting, isn't it? Like there's those things that are so hard to let go of. Mm-hmm. I was just talking with my team at Sproutable, the gals that I work with, and we were talking about, you know, there's those certain people or certain actions or behaviors, you know, that are the ones that are just like, man, you know, my son and I, we both really like to make it right and move on. It's interesting. We were talking about, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if that's like a reaction to, we just like to feel good. So (laughs) we're going to move on from this, which I mean, has a dark side and a light side versus like things that come up with my husband where I am like holding on for (laughs) over an hour, right? And it's Mm -hmm. like, what am I waiting for? What am I hoping for? And what is it about that particular relationship that has me hanging on? And I'm asking these questions to myself, right? This is something that I journal about and explore. And I think that going back to the beginning of our conversation, those practices around reflection, stopping, considering, reflecting, and noticing like, oh yeah, it is a different response to my 17-year-old son versus my 50-year-old husband versus my 20-year-old daughter or my mom or my dad. And it's so interesting when we bring curiosity to how Mm -hmm. we're reacting and responding to the world. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think you're right. I mean, each relationship you have is slightly different, Mm -hmm. right? And so the word that's coming to mind is surrender, right? And so I have it tattooed, literally tattooed on my wrist. (laughs) So that's one of my favorite words. And I think it's so applicable to parenting because sometimes you just have to let go. Yeah. I mean, as much as you want to control or fix or make things right, you just sometimes can't. And so I think if you can surrender to, you know, what's in front of you, especially if it's something that's hard that you feel like you can't fix, or Mm -hmm. if you're holding on to things, the other piece with holding on is that you're really hurting yourself in that process. I think when you're keeping score. Yeah. But that's a hard habit to break. And I think we all have certain things that we do hold on to. And it's like, oh man, I just can't let this one go. Mm -hmm. But when you look back at it, you're really injuring yourself instead of just like, you know what? It's just what it is. Or we're going to make it better. Or we're going to work on this. Or we've got to grow here. Or whatever it is. I think just having compassion for yourself and for your different relationships and the different dynamics. Totally. You just got to do the best you can. Yeah. And I think there's something too in the finding our observer too, like I can't let this go versus, huh, look at me, look at me hanging on, (laughs) you know, and being an observer Mm -hmm. of ourselves and bringing some lightness to it. I know that that's really helpful for me moving through when I'm feeling a little ragey, which happens. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your work and your voice and what you're bringing to the world around wellness and parenting and being our best selves for ourselves and the people in our lives. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave listeners with before we wrap up? Sure. I mean, I really just can't drive home, you know, enough how much I hope you take the time to read my book, Stop, Drop, Grow and Glow. I've just barely scratched the surface of what is, you know, within my book. 
And I really think it can help take your parenting to the next level and help you live with more grace, more gentility, and more intention. And my book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Goodreads, really anywhere you buy your book. Awesome. And then if you want to keep up with me, I'm at www.liveyourglow.live. Awesome. All of those links will be in the show notes. I have one more question for you that I ask all my guests. Sure. What does joyful courage mean to you? I think joyful courage means finding your center, your fearlessness, and stepping into life in a way that brings you joy, but also pushes you to keep growing, right? Mm -hmm. And then infusing whatever that looks like for you with that joy and that peace that comes Mm -hmm. as a parent. Love that. Love that. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate having you on and everything that you shared. Thank you so much for your time. I am really grateful to be here. Thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you to my Sproutable partners, as well as Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for all the support with getting this show out there and making it sound good. Check out our offers for parents with kids of all ages and sign up for our newsletter to stay connected at besproutable.com. Tune back in later this week for our Thursday show, and I'll be back with another interview next Monday. Peace. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.